It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me from twinfo.com.au, my wonderful co-host, Naomi Dolan. Hello, Naomi. How are you? Hey, Nikki, I am excellent. Another week. I know. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to have our guest back this week. Um, before we get to that quickly, I have to give you a quick update. Uh-oh. What yeah, on? I know a lot of people have been following on um, our journey with Hunter and his global developmental delay. And you may remember that I hit a real snag with NDIS funding. Yes, yes. Yep, and then got the funding finally, couldn't get into appointments. Well, we've actually finally got back into some sort of early intervention. I'm so excited. We had our, like, second appointment uh, just yesterday and I'm so pumped to finally see him get some early intervention again. Oh, such a relief. I know because this was early intervention that was not intervening. Yes, it was going nowhere. <laughs> it was an early intervention wait list, which I know so many of our listeners have, have reached yeah. out and have contacted me um, and contacted us about trying to get it. And it is an ongoing issue because you might get this funding, but then you end up on these endless wait lists. And I just want to say perseverance. I've kept calling and I've kept pushing and we don't have everything set up yet um, in terms of what we need for Hunter with his speech and everything, but we were a step closer we've got a foot in the door so yeah it's just that little bit of progress and I'm so excited about it um which who which therapist did you see so we've actually got an educator that's been allocated to us so she's like an yeah so she's an intermediary between the OTs and speech whose wait lists are so long we can't get in at the moment but she can then talk to them and then use the same strategies in the play-based early intervention um, games and stuff that she does on a regular basis with him. Plus, she also comes and visits in preschool and does observation and interaction in his preschool environment. So um, it's actually quite good because she'll then she then is is working to get us on the wait list for for psych, speech, and OT, which are all the three facets that we need for Hunter. Um, but yeah, we're we're a step closer, and we have we have somebody who's now working with more of that therapist based understanding than just myself and Google, um, uh, you know, getting us a little bit closer. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty relieved about it, to be honest. Oh, that's fantastic news. I'm really, really pleased to hear about that. And Yeah, that's, this is going to be an interesting journey, I think, to follow because so many of our listeners are on, on a very similar journey, not obviously exactly the same, but on the whole therapy wagon. Mm. So, um, you know, us included. So, yeah, it will be that, that will be... I'm so happy for you yeah. as a as a as a mother of that's been through that. Um, I know the relief. So yeah, yeah well done. And, but as you said, it's just that these endless waiting lists are so oh. exhausting, emotionally exhausting. Because I was starting to get to the point, you know, Hunter's nearly five in January, and I'm thinking, is exactly what you said? Is there going to be any early intervention, or is it just going to be delayed intervention by the time we get to this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That's my little bit of news for the week. Wow, I'm very excited. Congratulations. Thanks. Good on you for being a squeaky gate. Yeah, that's it. And that's my tip to anyone. Just keep on going. Hey, look, uh, we have a wonderful guest rejoining us again this week. So excited. Yeah, we do. Um, we're so grateful that Tori's come back after um, a couple of weeks of listening to her beautiful story. And um, we're moving on to our third one with her today. And um, I'm really looking forward to today's topic because it's not something that either you or I have any experience with. That's it. We'll find out more when we chat to Tori next. It's Talking Twins and More. 
It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast. And as Naomi just said, we're very excited to welcome back Tori Reese for the third week. We just can't get enough of you, Tors. Welcome back. <laughs> I think it's more the fact that I can't stop talking, but that's okay. We get well, to look, the end. you come to the right place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we have been saying uh, we do need to do this with a glass of wine, ideally together, but, you know, with the way that things are, we're recording this still during COVID. So, uh, yeah, virtually is the only way we can do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We'll get there one day. Now, Tori, we wanted to bring you back because we felt there's so much we still haven't talked about. One thing in particular for me that stands out, and I know that it's something that's crossed my mind and also people have said to me as a mum of twins, um, of course, for me and Naomi, our twins are our first and also the only kids we have, but you already had one. What was the adjustment yes. like? What was it like when you went from singleton parent to multiple parent? Yeah, so I think this is a this is a really big topic as as you said before. Lots of people say have, you know have their opinions and will say, "Oh, you know, as you said, oh, luck, you know, lucky you've only got the twins to wrangle or, you know, oh, Lenny will be such a great help when, you know, the twins come around." And I honestly had no idea, no expectations to what it would be like, but we had little old Lenny for three and a half years without anyone else, so it was a huge <laughs> adjustment for us all. Um, he, We had to set up little things like he had a breastfeeding box, so when the twins were feeding, we had you know this box that would only come out when the twins were feeding that Lenny would have himself, and um, so lots of things like that set along the way to help with his adjustment of learning that there's now two more little humans in our little family that we need to take care of. And it's not just mum and dad to Lenny all day long, every single day. So it's definitely been an adjustment, a beautiful one, but we're still here um, learning how to be gentle and everything like that as well. So Mm. (laughs) it's a big one. It must be so hard for little kids, Mm. um, particularly, you know, it's like three and a half. That's a, that's a, well, I don't like to say it, but it's a difficult age. Um, yeah, and it was even a bit longer than that, actually. And, you know, through the pregnancy, he was so excited. He, he's a very sort of that type of nurturing, gentle boy. So it was all something that he was so excited about, but had no idea about how this was going to change his life as much as our life. So, um, and that's something I've been really conscious of even now, like now the twins are, you know, they're 20 months now. So they're really getting into playing together. You know, it's all that sort of parallel play that they're doing and they're playing trains together and watching and they laugh together and stuff like that. But then you can see that Lenny is standing there watching them and wanting to do exactly what they're doing, but is obviously much more, um, you know, older and developmentally and everything like that, that, he does definitely have that feeling of being left out, which James and I are very much, um, we try and be aware of and take into consideration a lot. Um, and he'll often say, why don't I have a brother the same age as, the same mm-hmm. age as me? Um, so, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one that we tackle. But um, listening to lots of podcasts I, and, and doing my own research of how I can help with that is definitely something that I'm – that both James and I are doing at the moment. It must be really um, 
an interesting experience for a sibling to a set of twins. Yes. It is. It is. And he doesn't understand why people yeah. like have one baby. One baby, exactly. You, know, you mentioned yeah. that last time, I think, and it, it is something that I actually went back to my other half and said, I'd never stop to think about how the little kids see it. You know, why Why do other people's parents, not mummies, not have two babies in their belly? That just stood out to me the last time you said that. Yeah, and Lenny would say to me sometimes, like, if, you know, I'm having a bit of a rough day getting them both settled or something like that and, you know, haven't had much time to play with Lenny or whatever it might be, Lenny, he made a comment one time, oh, wouldn't it be so much easier with just one baby? Oh. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, but... Maybe, but we would only have half the love and, you know, like we go at it with that tact and he's really, he's the same. Like he loves them so much as a big brother um, and, you know, he loves the fact that there's two of them. So I believe even though it's a it's a tricky sort of dynamic working out the, you know, the playing between three of them, we've always thought that three's a bit of a crowd when Lenny gets one of the twins on his own. That always works really well. Um, but when there's two of them and they're playing that, you know, they're interacting and they're playing that, that time, we've noticed during ISO that Lenny does get a bit out of place every now and then, which we, we make sure that we, you know, try and make sure that that doesn't happen um, very often. Oh, it's so hard, yeah, isn't it? It's Juggling t- the needs of everybody and just, oh. Yeah, and I mean, I mean the transition. I mean, a lot of I get a lot of messages actually from other expecting twin mamas who have a similar age of their older one, and they're about to, you know, have twins. And you know, what are some things that I did to help mm. to help the bigger one and to adjust to that? And I think it's all about communicating to them, and you know, coming up with those special times that you can have with the the you know, the bigger one, even though you're very busy with the two little ones. But in terms of um, actually having that one and then two, people would say to me, oh, aren't you lucky that, you know, you had the first one before you had the twins because, you know, at least, you know, you were prepared. And I really don't believe that there's one that's easier, one that's easier or one that's harder. I think if you have twins first off, that's amazing. And that is, that is, you know, I take my hat off to you because I was a crazy first-time mum. So it's, knowing, you know, all yeah. of those unknowns. I actually just recently, this morning, did a post about um, one of my best friends who's a first-time mum who doubts herself way too often. And I said to her that having that, that first child, whether it be a singleton or twins, is so hard. Like that first time you become a mum is so hard. And I think so beautiful but so hard and I think no matter when you have twins it's all it's all it's all similar and it's all relative and um yeah whether you have a bigger one along the way or you know afterwards I think it's all just yeah it all sort of comes together and you know they that you you learn to navigate your new family unit the way it's meant to be. Did you find that 
I mean, obviously parenting, it goes without saying, parenting every single child is different. Even when you've got a set of twins, I think that just makes it really obvious because you can sit there and say these two babies in personality or ways they feed or ways they do things are completely different. Um, But then going from one to the two, did you find that um, an easier adjustment because you did have some idea of parenting or was it just completely like did it put into focus the challenges of having twins? Oh, a bit of both. It definitely, I think I was a calmer mum the second time around. So that helped me in terms of having those expectations on myself that we all love to put on our, you know, that we all love to say that we need to have. But honestly, those first couple of months with those twins, even though I had done it before with a singleton, were rough. Because I imagine, because suddenly you're going like, as we all do, you're going from uh, having to think about juggling one baby and and getting one to sleep and one to feed and one to do everything to the two. So it's just as big a shock, regardless of how prepared as a parent you are, you've suddenly got more than one. And it's really, as, as I was saying before, the logistics behind it sometimes is something that I found hard. And that's why I think it's so important that there are these podcasts and there are these, you know, twins books because only people with twins really understand okay so when you had to get down the stairs and you had to carry both babies how did you do that did you wear a carrier every time you got into the got into the car like so that was something that I always had to do I always had a carrier on so one would be in the carrier and the other one would be in my hand and to get one in the car I would do it like that so then I had the carrier on so I worked walked around permanently with a carrier tied around my waist um and yeah, these are the things that, yeah, as I suppose, as twin mums, like I was definitely not prepared for it, but learnt very quickly the ways to do it. I, there was other times that I was trying to get them to sleep and I would have one in a carrier and one in the pram, rocking the pram inside the house. Um, but as when you've got one, yeah, it's a total different experience. You can pop that one in the carrier and go out for a walk and walk as long as you want to get that little one to sleep. So, yes, it was def- there's definitely a whole, a whole range of, you know, different question marks of navigating twin life. It is difficult, isn't it? Because I know that um, for myself, I had this, you know, um, image of being a mother that I wasn't going to conform to massive routines I was going to be baby led it was going to be you know (laughs) serene Madonna images of me breastfeeding my child and of course I would never be on my mobile phone while I was trying to feed or anything like that I'd just be staring lovingly in their eyes and (laughs) I know and I had twins and it all just went cactus (laughs) I know but I think I think that's a really important point to take is that we all have those images like I was like oh I'm going to be this breastfeeding mum when my twins I'm going to tandem feed them and they're going to hold hands and they're going to look at each other in their eyes and the twins are going to cuddle each other people say to me all the time did you separate your twins sleep sleep wise you know are they in separate rooms and I say to them straight away I'm like yep because they kept on waking each other up and it was just a living nightmare. I'm like, just because they're twins, it doesn't mean that they can't have their own room. But for people that think, oh, no, they cuddle up together and they're, you know, they'll never, you know, wake each other up and they'll be so used to each other. I'm like, that just wasn't my experience. 
Oh, so yeah. true. So relatable. <laughs> yeah, we haven't even, oh, my gosh. Well, oh, yeah, we, we all had terrible sleep experiences, but that's a whole other podcast yeah. on its own. We haven't got to that one yet, but, yeah. No, no. See, I had a really, that first time round, see, this is the other thing, you're having twins first time round, I think everything is a lot harder. You question the sleep training. You question the sleep, you know, you question the baby led weaning. You question all of that. Whereas second time round, if you've done it before, twins or not, you just have a better understanding of what to do. So I was pretty quick to get onto my twin sleep, which has helped me in the long run, I think. <laughs> oh. See, whereas I was the opposite. I, I guess I just was like, oh, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you know, I actually had no idea what it was like to parent one child. And so it was just automatic. Change one, change the other, dress one, dress the other, you know, bath one, wrap it up, put it down on the, you know, um, and it was just, that was just the way I did it. And I, I, I never, I guess, fully appreciated. And I know for one thing, for me, not being able to have any more children, I, I'm mourning the fact that I'm not going to have my singleton baby. I mean, who knows? I could have had twins again and I'd be really blessed. But, you know, I'm mourning not having that singleton low-risk pregnancy and just having that one baby to sit and cuddle. Yes, and I feel completely blessed that I ha- did have both experiences. I mean, at the time of having a single, my single, I didn't realise. You know what I mean? I had no idea. But, you know, it is you can't, It is a very different experience and anyone that says it's not is, crazy because it is having twins is so incredibly beautiful like I mean I'm sure you guys when they're cuddling each other and they are you know so so loved up in what in each other and then I look at my you know Lenny who just loves his brothers so much but I'm just so happy that my two twins have each other yeah Um, and it's just such a you know they'll they have each other's back and absolutely the twins are going to have Lenny's back and Lenny's going to have the twins back but that that um, that bond that the twins have is pretty darn special, and I know for one that I would be I would be pretty happy if I had one of them in my life as well. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah, I agree. And it's a funny conundrum because we've we, we've covered here having a singleton and then into twins, but I don't. I wonder then what it would be like the other way around because um, we've sort of never really entertained the idea of whether we can have another child or whether we would, as far as Chris is concerned, it's closed door and that's because money (laughs) just finds the boys too expensive as they are. Um, But same thing I've always had in that back of my mind. I don't feel a hundred percent like I've had all my pregnancies, if that makes sense. Now I don't even know whether we, as I said, you know, we'd be lucky enough and X, Y, Z. But I then wondered the other way. I do sit there and, and have had that conversation with myself saying, but their bond now, like, exactly that at four and a half they'll get each other's hands even this morning um on the way into preschool it was hunter are you still my best friend yeah i'm still your best friend and oh that just that like out of all the screaming and everything that's that you know minute where your heart just melts and you go it's all worth it and then you think if you had one under then younger what happens then you know it's just such different dynamics it is and i think it's all a different dynamic i try to explain to my friends sometimes I've got a lot of friends with two kids and, you know, they're, you know, they're that sort of 18 months apart and they're playing, you know, their kids are playing beautifully. They're constantly playing, they're, you know, all of this. And I, and I, and I haven't really experienced that yet. Um, but in saying that, I still, 
I, I, I yeah, I, I think every every family has got their own dynamic, and mm. it always works. But no there is what, something you know, about that twin bond that I, it, it's an exceptional bond, isn't it? It is such an exceptional bond. It's something that I'm I'm so excited to watch. Obviously, I've only had it, but you know, watched it for you know twenty months now. But you know, I'll put one down, and the other one's knocking on its door, saying, you know. Um, you know, Mac, 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 because they miss him. You know what I mean? And that's literally they've been apart for two minutes. So mm. I, I can't wait to watch it as they grow, as they grow up. Mm. Now, Tori, do you think it would have been different? And I'm just throwing this out there because you must get this all the time um, in a slightly different way from how I'm going to word it. But do you think the dynamic would have been slightly different if you'd had a boy and a girl twin? Do you think? Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you, Naomi. Um, well, you know, I was, where, I was just going to say because now, yeah. I've got the boy-girl combination um, and definitely we we totally had the whole bond thing and they do, they love each other dearly. However, they'll tell you that they hate each other, but yeah. it's obvious that they, they do. We just reached that stage where, um, yeah, they hate everybody, including me at the moment, but that's another story. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Standard, we all go through it. Oh, God. Um, but no, it's. I, I'm just wondering because I often see, and I, I'm a, the whole nature versus nurture thing. As much mm. as I was definitely going to just raise my children as children, you know, things just happen. They progress. But Alexis, my daughter, has never really been into pink. She hasn't been into dolls. She hasn't been into anything like that. She just wants to play with her brother. Yeah. So if he's playing cars or whatever, she's playing cars and it doesn't bother her in the slightest. Likewise, whatever she's doing, it just so happens she's not really into the traditional girly things like, you know, Barbies or, you know, anything like that. But I think he'd be into it just as much um, because in in all honesty, my boy is the the much softer, um, more emotional one. So I definitely think he would, um, I mean, he still sleeps now with, um, you know, 19 soft toys on his bed. Yes, which I think that's the unhidden rule though. Like the boys, you know, being a boy solo mum, you know, just with my boys is I feel like they are, boys are really soft. Mm. And I don't know if, and, and that's the thing that I watch them. I watch them play and, you know, they've got dolls, they've got trains, they've got cars, but they all, they are all, they are all doing that parallel play thing, whereas they're watching each other, what each other are doing. But they grab, they are always, you know, gravitate to the cars. It's, it's amazing watching them play and they straight away, I mean, Mac and Vinny's first word was brum, brum, brum for a car. Like mm. <laughs> you can't, you can't predict things. That, you yeah, can't, and oh, it's just yes. ingrained. Yeah, it really is. Funny. I was just talking to someone about this the other day because exactly the same. Our boys are cars, fire trucks, trains, you name it. And I sat back, and you know, Harry's had his sparkly gold shoes, which he chose. We loved it, but by instinct, if we at the age of whatever, six months, they would just naturally gravitate towards something that, you know, had wheels or had an engine. And we, yeah, again, non-skewed, just that's what they would, they've would they gravitated towards. It's fascinating. That's right. Part of me worries that I'm like, because I've obviously had the older one, part of me goes, oh, are they just into this because that's what Lenny's stage is at? Mm. You know what I mean? As mm. having the older one first. Yeah. But um, honestly. But like, I made sure that, like, I had the soft toys out and yeah. I had the – 
you know, which they love, they cuddle, but then they pip them and start playing with the car tracks straight away. <laughs> yeah, or they drive the cars over them. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, throwing cars at the wall, you know. That's, yes. That's what we're into at the moment. Oh, fun times, isn't it? It's, it's so fascinating to watch and, as he said, all the different dynamics. Yeah, that's right. And I think every family is going to have their own dynamic, whether they have an older sibling or a younger sibling or multiple siblings. I've got a close friend that has, they had two two brothers and then they had then they had the twins and that that's another whole ball game you know because yeah. they, they it's interesting that one of the twins actually hangs out with the older one and one of the other twins hangs out with the middle child so you know they're closer so it's just yeah it's amazing how it all sort of happens I think um, my my number one thing is because I always get messages to say, oh, you know, this is what's happening in our family. What do you think we should do? Should we do this or should we do that? And I'm always like, you need to do what works for you yeah. and your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the same for all of this kind of stuff, isn't it? It's just um, everyone's family is different. No one knows what each family is going through. No one knows how each family has got there. And it's just, I think... Um, yeah, because I've got lots of friends that have got multiples um, and often it's not the multiples that hang out, it's it's the ones of the same sex. And I know fully well that they've all just been raised in the same household with the same values and the same everything and it's just interesting how they will gravitate to, to the individual things. Yeah, and I think it's really important to, I think that what you said before about every family you know, the amount of, I don't know about you guys, but walking down with my pram down the street when with the twins in it and Lenny on the scooter, oh, might the comments, oh, you've mm. got your hands full. <laughs> I'm sure you guys got it constantly. Double trouble. Well, double trouble. <laughs> like we hear it all the time. And as and at the start of it, see, I never got that as a, a singleton mum. Mm. You know, that was never, it was never even mentioned to me. Um, but then, you know, walking with, even if it's just the twins, you know, and no Lenny, he was at preschool, I would still get the double trouble. And I think, yeah, you know, it actually used to annoy me at the end because I was like, it's not, it's actually double the blessing. And I think as twin mums, this is what we always say. Um, and everyone's got their opinions and everyone's going to have their say. And you just do what works for you. Every family's different and everyone's going to, you know, need different things along the way um and yeah i think that that's all you can do i know i was reading something actually i think it was on was it on twitter i'm not sure what i can't quite remember about the whole oh do we split our kids up for kinder yes that was yes and i was reading them going some people going well evidence says da 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 da, all this stuff and i think at the bottom of it what do your kids need? And that's all. That's the only question you need to ask. Mm. It's funny. I was... But interestingly, we just had our parent-teacher interview. Now, my children are in year three. And um, they've actually always been together. As we, Twice we had planned to separate them, but circumstances was, um, just, yeah, the teachers actually said, oh, you know, let's just keep them together, even though we had planned to separate them. And so, asked the teacher, year three, and it's been a very funny year, obviously, because, you know, I remote, we did remote learning for so long and all of that kind of stuff. But he said, oh, there's absolutely no need to separate them from a teacher's perspective. They, they don't, 
tank, you know, like then they don't interrupt each other. They don't, you know, like they're, they're not competing against each other in class. They're not, they're not causing, I mean, I actually forget to tell, he said, um, supply teachers that they're twins. Mm. Like Isn't that it takes away. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a gender thing. You well, know what it, I mean? it's interesting. Yeah. Whereas most people I know, or even all of my friends that have got boy girl twins, have usually split by year two. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I wonder because I've got the, you know, the two boys, if, you know, they'll try and be friends with the same people or they'll try and, you know, you know, and that's, that's, that's I suppose, my thing in that I want them to have their own little identity. But as boy girl twins, they're kind of, they kind of get that identity by being different genders. Absolutely. And I think at the beginning of age, like the age that my children are, they all just play together. They don't have the whole boy-girl thing happening. So even still now, they're all just playing handball together or they're Mm. all playing chase together or they're all playing whatever together. Um, We go to a very small school though, so there are only two classes. So, you know, there's only, um, you know, I don't know, 40, 40, eight of them or something in total and most of them just play together well, that, that yeah, was that's one beautiful. of the things like I, I know I got involved in a conversation on like on the, the chatter about oh yeah you should separate them and I was I, my comment was but what if you're actually because I went to a small school where we had one grade and my other half went to a school where there was you know three classes in one year so to speak so I think it was 25 kids in the whole school um you know it's not always possible to separate them even if you wanted to but we're going through it at the moment because we've just hit preschool and we do have days I had a day last week or the week before when Harry came back and said oh Hunter didn't play with me today and I said well that's okay mate like there's time there's going to be times where Hunter plays with other kids and you play with other kids you just need to find another kid and so they're kind of transitioning through that themselves at the moment because they are best buds they play all the time together um and now they're having those moments where one goes and plays with another kid and I just think it's the, you know the, they'll go through that and transition it and I'm not in a rush to separate them because I don't I, as far as I see as their parent and I do get it all the time surely you're going to separate them as soon as you can I'm like well no because they've got to learn to me they are totally different kids anyway they've already got their own identity they know who they are and I'm okay with that and they'll just grow and develop with that yeah, that's really cool because I look forward to my, you know, my twins being that age and watching them navigate through all of that. And I, I do think mm. it's, I, I love the idea of them being together and always knowing that someone's there. But if they say to you, hey, mum, you know, if they say to you, hey, mum, I think I'll, I think I want to be in a different class and that you've got that option available to you, I think that's awesome that they're, they're old enough to make that call and make that decision. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Mm. It'd be different, I think, as well, if they were identical. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. obviously, mine are boy girls, so yeah. mine are very different. Um, but you know, mine are very different you, as well. Yeah, you guys have all got um, fraternal, so it's it is different. But, but having um, said that, like ours are fraternal, and I still get it preschool and we've been at this preschool since the beginning of the year and it doesn't bother me at all but I'll still have the teachers come back to me and say the only reason we know the difference between Harrison and Hunter is because Harry always wears blue and Hunter always wears green and I think to me they are just so different and I don't know whether it's people just go oh they're the twins and we get that a lot with family things as well it's like oh hi so and so so and so so and so and it's the twins and I'm like actually no they're Harrison and Hunter <laughs> that is so interesting. do you know what I mean like they don't need to be labeled no, that happens all the time. But I find myself doing that as well. And I think that's only because I've got the the, the other older ones, yeah. you know. So I'm mm. like Lenny and the twins. Like, 
and 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 that happens all the time. And I'm noticing myself going, "Hang on a second, they're not they're not one person. They are two people." Yeah. And you have to, you know, you have to recognize that as well, yeah. even because they are so different as well. It's so interesting. I'd love to know. Like, we should put it out on our Facebook page as well and ask what other people, so what what situations and dynamics they found themselves in. Yeah, absolutely. Let's put a post up on our Facebook page, Talking Twins and More, a multiple worth podcast, and um, and see what other people have felt. I feel like we've yeah, still got so much cool. more we want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. There's always so much more, isn't there? I think that's the cool part of cool part of parenting whether it's with twins whether it's with triplets like I think it's um or singletons I think there's always so many different dynamics that you can that you can ask and I think that's my one thing that I always that I always try and get across is that ask for help get every you know get get as much support as you can you don't have to take on everyone's advice but take on the bits that mean something to you and that resonate in your family values because at the end of the day we're all in it together and we're all we we are all enduring similar but different stuff and I think listening you know even you talking about the twins at the school I'm like that's awesome because that's something that I haven't you know had to tackle yet Mm -hmm. and that's and and I like I love hearing other people's experiences. I agree. And to be perfectly honest, um, that's exactly why I started Twinfo. Mm. Yeah, which is awesome. To be able to have that sort of connection and those things with other people because no one else knows more so than another multiple birth Mm. parent. However, being able to ask for help, I wanted to take a lot of the elimination out of that and sort of have the directory of things where you've got the sleep consultants and you've got the all the products and multiples and things like that. So people can just go to the one spot because we're all really time poor. That's the one thing that I've really noticed. And I know all parents are, but I feel that when you've got two that have the exact same or three or even four as as Kiki, our gorgeous, gorgeous mm. Nat, who had her quads, um, have found out having, you know, people that have the exact same needs at the exact same time, it's hard. Oh, 100%. And I will, one, put my hand up and say, as experiencing a single and then the twins, it is definitely hard. And I think that's why, that's how I came across Twinfo initially, because I was trying to find a place, mm. as probably all expectant of twins' mums, we start Googling. You know what type of bassinet do we use? What type? You know how yeah. how, how do, do we I use one? Do I use two? Time? All those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what is everyone else's experience? What is everyone else doing? Because it is you know it's not your it's not your typical singleton pregnancy, singleton birth, singleton. You know, so I wanted to work out what you know what different things I needed or how I was going to do it, and I wanted to be prepared because that's just in my nature, as prepared as I could possibly be. Um, I think you have to be when you're having yeah, multiple. I, there's enough oh of a surprise gosh. to know that you're having more than one child. And, and that was saying we even I – I think, Naomi, you didn't find out the sexes, um, but no. we, we did. And that was because I had to know because exactly that, I was so overwhelmed at the concept of having two babies. I didn't want anything else to be surprised. So you're right. And same thing, that's how I found Twinfo and ultimately ended up calling Naomi and said, hey, I've got this fantastic idea about doing a podcast <laughs> and the rest is history. But the same, same concept, exactly the same concept. We wanted to not just share resources with Twinfo but also be able for people to listen to a variety of different stories that we've shared both ourselves and people like yourself, Tori, you know, our guests 
who have all been through such a huge range and can provide things that we can't relate to as multiple parents, but we can relate to other stories because we all experience something different. Yeah, and I think having that having that notion of, you know, there's so many people out here that can help and can give you advice. I think you can get into this rabbit hole of researching sometimes of way too much and, you know, taking that anxiety of it being so full on and so all of that when, you know, if you strip it back and, you know, listen to a few, you know, resources and, you know, find out what works and strikes a chord with you, that's, that's where all the magic happens, I think. That's when you can really sit into being a mum and knowing what you, you know, knowing that you're doing the best you can. Absolutely. So well said. Um, I'm going to even say, I'm putting my hand up here again. I'm going to do it to you again. Tori, do you want to come back for another week? (laughs) (laughs) People will be sick of me. People are being, who's this? Who's this chick that can't stop talking? Oh, look, we have a we have a range of things we haven't even discussed. Your your breastfeeding experiences. You, you did oh, you decide look, to I'm... go with bassinets? Did you decide to go with separate rooms? All that sort of stuff. Um, would you want to come back and talk to us I'm again? I'm more than happy to come and join you. It's lovely to have some time off looking after my children and chatting children instead. I agree. <laughs> well, I, tell you what. We, I, I do love having some time. Having some time, saying to my, saying to Jimmy, sorry, Jimmy, you've got to have the kids because you know I know that you're always the one on podcast, but hey, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Jerry, we'll bring you back for another week. It's been awesome chatting this week. Thank you so much once again for joining us. And just quickly, if people want to follow you on your socials, uh, what, what are all your handles? Yeah, so my socials, I just, I just do a bit on Instagram. Um, that is Reese underscore Tory. Um, so follow along on our, on my, mine and Jimmy crazy motherhood journey. (laughs) Tori, we'll catch you for another week for sure. Thanks, guys. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.